Good day, everyone. It's Peter Westerby here with Anthony Kelly again, who's just reminded me he's 79 years old. And, um, and we're, we're both kind of getting old, but Anthony's the older one here. Why, why did you want to tell us that you're 79, Anthony? <laughs> oh, Peter, because I'm slow and I speak slowly. And so I, I hope our listeners don't mind that. And if they know that I'm old and grey, that they may give me a bit of wriggle room to, to, to be slow sometimes when I respond to your important questions. So, uh, but it's been lovely trying to share this, uh, which has been part of both of our lives, our entire lives so far, really. So there we go. Thank it you has been. for being sympathetic. Well, I like your slow. Um, and and we're, we're kind of slowly moving through this method framework for participatory community development. And you're in Jagada Turbo, Brisbane. I'm in Jinabara Malani, and we're, we're kind of on, we're, we're up to the, the, the macro level. We've gone from implicate to micro. We've had two explorations of meso method. So this is our fifth episode on macro method. And I, I have to be honest, I, I was swimming in the pool this morning and I was thinking, I'm excited about this one because I'm more naturally oriented to micro. I love the one-on-one -on -one conversations. I'm, I'm oriented to the mezzo. I do find small participatory groups super exciting. But this macro method, it's to do with organization, structure, sustaining the work, legitimacy is not my love. And yet it's where a lot of the work falls over. So I'm super excited about what you have to say. And, and as an entry, um, Anthony, I, I just simply want to ask you, um, you know, the, 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 you know, we're running meso groups, but, but how do you hold a meso group in an organization? Uh, we're grappling with this at Hummingbird House. You know, this is an organization designed for service delivery and the logics of supporting having the right kind of relationship to a meso group is in a participatory program is different. And I, I, I'm keen, like how, how does, how does, how do we hold this participatory meso work in an organization? That's my question to start us. Okay, Peter. Peter, organizations, formal organizations are legitimized by the wider society who operate. Uh, with the terms of reference that's given to them by law. Yep. So it's got a lot of power and authority. And in most of the organisations that uh, try to do this work, there's two authority structures that need to work together. The elected authority structure and the appointed authority structure. And both of those authorities need to have a fundamental understanding 
of the difference between a service delivery program and a participatory program. They're much more familiar with service delivery because it's a top down and they in turn receive money and authority to act from a top down process, the government and the funding yep. authorities. What they're not used to doing <laughs> is understanding and taking the guidance from below, yep. right from the bottom, 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 if you like, of the organisation. So both authorities need to have a very fundamental understanding of that difference if it's going to work. Just Not just, just one, not just the staff, not just the board, but both. So that's what you mean, elected authority is the board or the committee of a of an organ, a non-government organisation, or um, but the appointed are the staff. Yeah, are the staff. Yeah, and both need to understand the work. Yes, and and I think there thereby creates a challenge because the staff get frustrated if they yeah. do understand it, but they're not feeling supported by the elected authority. Um, and in many ways, surely the elected authorities should be constitute people from the community or the neighbourhood um, or yeah. neighbourhoods. So you would you would hope there's also circles of bottom up accountability into into committees. Um, but yeah, the more that that principle is built into the organisation, the easier it becomes to sustain a participatory program. And what you are referring to there is principle number one of macro method, which is subsidiarity. 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 Say it again. That subsidiarity. is subsidiarity. <laughs> subsidiarity. That is, if it can be done, and authorised at the lowest level, let it be done at the lowest level. So it's uh, a really important principle that sets an envelope around participatory work. If they can do it and get on with the job and it's not going to disturb um, other, you know, parts of the organisation, let them do it. Yep. So subsidiarity is a is is really a fundamental principle for this particular type of program. Yes. It it yes. is not <laughs> a principle for service delivery. It's a principle for a participatory program. So a meso so that's group. A meso group should be able to make decisions about what it's doing. Um, it's in about its own yep. about its own destiny. Yeah, that's correct. Principle now one. The second lies there are other one. <laughs> There are there are Peter uh, three more that are of critical importance. The next one is the organisation to sustain this work needs participatory structures 
for example, uh, it's very, very important that you have an annual forum where everybody can get together, not an annual meeting. That's, that's the structural stuff for the constitution and so on. A forum though, is where everybody can be there and express their views and hopes and frustrations and whatever. And a rolling annual forum uh, is just one example of a participatory structure yeah. that enables this work to thrive. But there's lots and lots of them at different levels within yeah. the organisation. But certainly that's one that's very, very important. Yeah. So participatory structures are the second principle that will hold a participatory program into the culture of the organisation. The third principle, if I can run through them fairly quickly, is supportive relationships. Nobody in a participatory program should be on their own. There should be someone looking after them and they should be looking after someone else. Mm. So uh, it's, it's just built into the DNA of a participatory program. If you're on your own, have a look at the structure because it's, not, not. <laughs> it's not one that's going to be sustainable. Yeah. So everyone yeah. who is involved in a participatory program should be able to say, I have a mate or mates somewhere close by. From That's from a board member who may be, or a committee member who may be um, responsible at the board level for reporting on this. It may be the staff who are trying to support the, the local groups. It may be people within the local groups. It, it, it's just it's just what you do yep. <laughs> if you're going to have a participatory program. So that's principle number three. Principle number four is that you really need to have inclusive learning structures and all the great organisations around the world that I've ever, ever seen in this area just take training as a way of life for everyone yeah. because the training, learning new ideas, learning new skills, learning new thoughts of patterns of the work in other parts of the country or other parts of the world, um, it's not only training from outside, like expert training, but even, for example, one of the uh, members of a group going and telling their story and explaining what they're doing to, to, to the committee, you know. So I don't mean it just in a university sense of no. training where an expert comes in and trains. Of course, that's very, very important too. But training as, as, as a sort of culture builds flexible, inclusive uh, structures and processes. So they're the four principles and each one of those have got uh, really 
part of the methodology of, of, of macro method, making those principles, action um, statements and realities. Yep. So that's, um, that's what macro method is about. Look, and Anthony, look, I, there's a part of me want to ask you lots of questions, but I, I'm not going to, and I just remind people that they could read the participatory development practice book and pick up that chapter on macro method and those principles are there. And, um, and, and yes. when, there and are it many. Gives, yeah, and it gives examples of yeah. what a participatory structure is, lots of examples of that and so on. But Peter, what, I, what I'd like to talk about now, if I could, would be, well, how, how, does, how do you begin to do this work? Uh, particularly in organisations that have been traditionally dominated by service delivery and top-down processes. So would that be helpful to talk about? I, I think that our, our kind of last few minutes of this podcast, if you can give some of your 79-year wisdom to that question, <laughs> our listeners would be grateful. I've already okay. got some people I'm going to send this to, so I'm ready. <laughs> uh, Peter, the, the key to this, in my opinion, is to have a look at your service delivery program. Because where they are failing, the edges of where they are failing, is the right ground for participatory work. Now, for example, in Australia, many, many neighbourhood centres are given the very onerous task of emergency relief. Mm. It's an impossible task, really. And those involved in it often get deeply frustrated because, okay, they give a little bit of money and that provides a meal or two or, or whatever, but it doesn't fundamentally address the, the issue at all. So that's, that's one very common example. Uh, food vouchers is, is, is another. Uh, those fleeing domestic violence and, and they can only get accommodation for them for a week or two weeks or a month. Those programs that are involved in, in um, uh, psychiatric support services, you know, there's just so many of our programs that are wonderful in their own right, that break down at the edges. Yep. And that, that's, that's the ground for participatory work. Now to train the staff, Sorry, continue, to train the staff. <laughs> to train the staff to actually hear the keywords. Yeah. So, uh, so when they're saying, uh, telling their story of how much they need, then to move into, you know, what resources do you actually bring? What skills, what hopes, what dreams do you have? And then to begin to gather those stories together, you know, the, the micro work, into the meso work and the meso work into an activity cycle and the activity cycle into a project and the project into a committee program and so on. Yeah, so that's really 
the birth point, if you like, of so much of this work, if, if we really wanted to do it. And then the importance of protecting that, that the more responsibility that they have, the more power that they have to run their own destiny under the cover of the organisation, then the participatory program um, flourishes really. Yeah. So that's, that's macro method. So you're saying you don't go and just sort of start a new program. It's the program actually starts through seeing what's happening on the edge, on the edges of the service delivery program. Yep. Yeah, on the very edges of what you're doing now is a really good starting point. I mean, you can go out into the community and seek, but... Yep. Very often, participatory opportunities are there for the taking if we could only hear and listen and respond. Yes, like that's where there are relationships already, but you're, you're sort of suggesting we change the nature of the relationship from providing a service to the, the micro method of listening and moving through this method work so yes yep um and it reminds me when i worked at qpast for many years and even if I... at qpast we ran a homework program for young refugees which was a service but it was through that program that we were able to listen to lots of stories of young people which you know we hear stories of racism in schools and we hear other stories, and that's when we would start building participatory work with those young people. So I, I think that, that would be a, an example. Um, any final words? Because yeah. our time is up and our listeners want to get on with their day. Hmm? Okay. Uh, uh, thanks, Peter. I mean, the, the lovely thing, if you can give these little groups a name and, uh, and a budget, uh, that's ultimately controlled by the organisation, but the management of their share of that is controlled by them and to name themselves. And they then feel free to be able to do what they, they want to do. Yeah. Uh, that's, and that, that that's takes it. us back to subsidiarity. So you're saying actually resource meso groups with budget yeah. and authority to act. Yeah. That's it. Yep. Look, yes. that's, that's a beautiful way of ending. So um, I, I appreciate those three things you've talked us through, Anthony, the, the authority structures, the elected, appointed, the four principles of, of macro method, and then how do we incorporate a participatory program into existing organisations that are kind of focused on service delivery. So almost like a retrofit. So I appreciate that. And we, we'll go on to Meta Method in our final series, episode in this series next week. Thank you. Thank you, Peter.